Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. Oh, sorry, I thought there was something wrong. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. No? All right, and we're joined with Arielle Bellin and Chelsea Bly of Pretty Funny. Mm, hello. Hello. How are you all doing today? Good. No complaints. Got yeah. a coffee, got to sleep in. It's warm. It is warm. Don't yeah. have my shoes on? Yeah. Oh, good. That's great. Are y'all um, warm weather pro Chicago folks? I'm I'm half and half. I'm a fall baby, so yeah. I have fall love. I, lo- I love summer, and then I get about halfway through it, and I'm like, hey, it could get colder again. But then when it does, nothing but complain. Yeah. I yeah. am I am that person who, in winter, it's like a catchphrase of like, I'm dying. Like, yeah. And I've lived here my whole life. So I so I lived in Florida for a while. And oh man! God, it's I I get where you're coming from with that. Like <laughs> I do, but then you live in it for ten years and you're like, I never want to do this again. Oh. And so I moved to Chicago for the cold weather. Really? You know, I've heard I that though it. that people move here because they're like, I want cold, and it's like, why would you want this? Mm-hmm. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, and I. So this is like a summer vacay. I love <laughs> cold weather. Yeah, I love cold weather. This is not like a summer vacay. Sometimes, actually, um, I remember being a kid and coming down to Chicago for, like, weird... Because Chicago's, like, a good Christmas destination. There's, like, a lot of good Christmas Mm -hmm. shit to do. Um, And... Sorry. (laughs) um, And I remember coming down... Like, putting on my winter coat in Milwaukee, getting in the car, and cutting out, and it being significantly colder in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Really? Than it was in Milwaukee. Yeah. It's painful because it's like you get the wind from the the lake, so it hurts in a different way. It's cutting. It's not like dry cold. No. But I had a roommate once who was from Miami, and it was fall, and she was going to go to class, and she put on a full parka that went all the way down to her ankles. She had a hat on. She had gloves on, and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> and she's like, it's I can't do it. It's only going to get worse yeah. from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember my, my freshman year roommate in college was from North Carolina, and like on Halloween, it was... 40 degrees mm. she was like it feels like christmas <laughs> and i was like oh you're in trouble <laughs> um so y'all are here because you also she basically did you finish your season is that what you were saying we finished filming it uh it's currently every thursday for the next sweet seven weeks which two have already happened so five yeah, five more so thursdays cool. for for the whole season to be released yeah. awesome nice. yeah yeah how are you feeling i'm great <laughs> yeah. it's funny i was expecting hello um i was expecting to feel like we were going to be done, and the, the episodes were just going to come out, and it was going to be a breeze, and I was going to have to not worry about anything for a few weeks before we went into writing the next round. Mm, and it's not it's not like oh, that. Yeah, like, no. there's still, like, a ton of work to do. Yeah. We had technical difficulties putting up the last episode. Oh, yeah, it was like, late. It was... Our, our system, like, wouldn't export it properly. So, so it came out, like, a full day late. Yeah. But right. it's nice... That it's like done. Yeah. Basically. It's like mm-hmm. we did it because we've been working on it for two years now. Yeah. So it was nice that it was like we finally we can tell people we actually were doing something. We weren't lying about how <laughs> yeah. we were spending our time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's great. 
Yeah. And um, what has like post production looked like? Post like shooting, like do, do you all do the editing? Yes, we do mm-hmm. everything awesome. for the show. Yeah, we are like the motto of the season was funny with no money. Yeah, which means we did if we could do it broke with jokes. Yeah, <laughs> if we could do it, we were gonna do it. So we do all the editing. So po- post right now is a lot of just tweaking, making yeah. things look ready to go out, exporting them and posting them and figuring out how to make social media look good because I don't know anything about social Social media. Social media is a nightmare. Yeah. I used to do freelance social media Mm -hmm. and it was, um, it's always like a a battle, like figuring out how to market different forms of media. Marketing opera is pretty easy because you can like, at least one post is going to be like someone like in in the horned hat. That's like a really easy, just like post that will get a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that, it's just kind of like, yeah, and the yeah. bar is, like, different, I, th- I feel like, too, because with opera, because I think with social media, you really have to be aware of, like, your aesthetic and, mm-hmm. like, aware of, like, what kind mm-hmm. of audience you're trying to attract, and in most cases, opera companies are, like, just trying to reach out to, like, the 40 or 50-somethings and the... Mm-hmm. Or yeah. anyone who will come. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it's yeah. funny, when you said aesthetic, when we were in California, we went for a vacation. We had nothing mm-hmm. to do with our show, but we did um an instagram every day of us doing like the hang 10 with our like tongues out going like eh. and uh they're amazing but awful like they're very mm-hmm. annoying oh yeah <laughs> it's like the worst aesthetic to have but we they kill us they crack us up and, so much and people are like i feel like people thought that was like a thing that yeah, had to do with the show. show and it was like <laughs> no we just sometimes do duo things and make it like we'll put it on the show instagram (laughs) but it has nothing to do we write pretty not goofy some of our stuff is goofy but it's not like dumb yeah Yeah. bro yeah so that's a stereotype i want (laughs) (laughs) so i would love for you to talk about like the premise of pretty funny yeah yeah um when when people ask me what it's about i do a like simple um, do you know Portlandia mm-hmm. and Key and Peele? It's like, but two women. So it's like Broad City does Portlandia. So it's like a lot of sketch comedy. Um, there's no storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have some characters that come back. We have some reoccurring bits. But for the most part, it's just one-off sketches. Mm. Yeah, so the thing that I was also really curious about is that I we know I noticed that your like the title card, I guess you would call it, was like it ha- it harkens a lot of that um that like YouTube DIY aesthetic, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um is that a big part of your uh of your work together too or I'd say a little bit. Well, especially with the funny with no money, we're kind of doing it ourselves. It's very much the DIY um the title card actually Ariel put together, so I yeah did not have a hand in that. Like the opening credit kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. It it was just sort of we needed something, and I I really liked it being sort of because it's 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 our writing, it's our acting, yeah. we're directing ourselves, and I liked um, selling. Like I say, like I say that I'm like it's we're selling us as a friendship. You know, right. people see us, they associate us together. It's mm-hmm. kind of part of our brand. Right. And for me, putting the intro together, I liked that it was just, that's all just behind the scenes stuff. Gotcha. That like from different mm-hmm. clips, just us goofing around, I took things, little bits here and there that were sort of moving around. 
And um, and then the writing, the pretty funny, is actually our handwriting. Yeah, nice. she wrote pretty. I wrote funny. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, So she photoshopped it or paint and used MS Paint. I'm not even sure. She's a pro. <laughs> nice. Tell us a little <laughs> about the name. Pretty funny. Yeah. I also have to give you credit for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had we. It took oh, us so, so long, long to figure out a name, and we at one point had a list. Oof. of like a whole Microsoft Word double two lines going down list of names and we couldn't think of anything and we would just throw them around and one day I was just like pretty funny and I was just like I remember you were like cool done like it that's it we were actually at one of our favorite bars when Ooh. it happened and you said it and I almost cried oh I liked it that much but initially it was going to be hashtag cool girls yeah and my boyfriend was like I hate that yeah, and I really like... In the nicest terms. Because it's Bell and Bly, I really like the double B, but that never stuck. Mm. And, uh, yeah, hashtag cool... There's things that are that in our folder says hashtag cool girls because we never changed yeah, it. Yeah, it's... Changing stuff but. on Google Drive is a pain, so... <laughs> but pretty funny was just sort of a, a whim thought. Because we're mm-hmm. pretty and funny. funny, and then our work is pretty funny, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of like that it downplays it a little bit. It's kind of like, it's pretty funny. And the yeah. amount of times people are like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then you're like, ah, hey, 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 fun. <laughs> nice. Um, I like that, first of all, that you, like, admit that you're pretty. I feel like, and, and, I, and that's the thing, is, like, I, I think that, especially in female comedy, it's, like, not something that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot of self-deprecation. It's a lot of like, like, oh, well, since I'm so plain, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. no, like, like, I'm so goofy and it's like, mm-hmm. no, like it's, it's an, it is something that is a part of you that you are, that you are an attractive person. Mm-hmm. It's part of your personality. It's part of who you are. Yeah. So like yeah. own it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's sort of if we ignored it, I mean, it'd be weird too. <laughs> so. Okay, that's uh, a level of conceited I've never that, seen that I ruminate in. <laughs> this is where I hang out. Um, well, no, it actually is something that's an interesting yeah. thing because people, when they first meet us. Like, I know a lot of times when we go out, Chelsea's, like, the girl who everyone's like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. And just, like, this, like, angelic, like, I'm just going to stare at you, and I'm just so pretty. And I'm, like, actually a little intimidating. A lot of people don't like to talk to me Mm -hmm. because I look really serious and just kind of, like, good-looking serious. And and we're really goofy and really strange, and we make, like, weird faces, and we have weird catchphrases. But no one would ever guess that about us, you know? And I like that as a thing yeah. about our lives. One of my favorite things was after one of my friends watched the first episode, she sent me a text about the name, mm-hmm. and she liked that it kind of felt like a play on, like, you're too pretty to be that funny, or, like, mm-hmm. pretty girls shouldn't pretty girls don't shouldn't do comedy or shouldn't be that kind of like shouldn't be funny like that and so she's like i kind of like that it's kind of flipping that narrative on its head and i was like sure i'll take credit for that yeah <laughs> totally it's exactly like that <laughs> well no and i i'd love to so you two are women in comedy <laughs> and you are women in comedy who are currently producing content and are out there in the world i'm wondering have you run into any like women aren't funny mm. nonsense or not 
I haven't personally, but I think that's because, like, the people that I talk to are either more supportive, like, my family members. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's not going to tell me that she doesn't think women are funny, like, aren't funny. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. crazy. Also not up her alley. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the male friends I have in my life, they get a mouthful. They would get an earful if they said something like that to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm way too outspoken for that nonsense. Good point. <laughs> They would hear about it. Um, I actually do, so I do a lot of improv. I went through, like, the Second City writing program. Oh, cool. So, um, and I, sometimes I purposefully look for it. Like, I look for things that I see, because just being in, like, Facebook groups for improv and things like that, there's a lot of, oh, you know, men are really terrible to women in the improv world, and it's Mm -hmm. a lot of sexism, and it's not equal, and I personally haven't experienced that yet. And sometimes I purposely am, like, looking, like, but I haven't got it. I don't know. Everyone seems really cool you, about the whole thing. You probably, I mean, I'm based on the those. people that we know, but, like, especially with the improv crowd that you roll with, yeah. you got really lucky in terms of the guys yeah. that you're working with. And generally any person that I've met who seemed a little sexist was also, like, mm-hmm. a little racist, and it was just kind of like, you're a problematic human, so... I'm, I'm going to keep my distance. It's not a woman yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a you are. Don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I don't have any improv experience, but i got to imagine that it's, like, um, not specifically improv, the, the nature of, like, the dude who's, like, sexist and racist. You get a lot of that where... Mm-hmm because that person can exist and they're so loud that it can seem like there's more than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than um, than there actually is but also there there has to be like a recognition that that's bad like I think there's a, a middle ground between being like <laughs> like like the not all men movement was like fucking stupid but like <laughs> as a concept like shut up like this isn't, the point. Like, this isn't so it's not, about, not you. about you yeah but like the idea that you should be oh i think that's the thing is like the idea that as like a, a male you should be able to a male identifying person rather you should be able to look at a situation where someone's just being aggressively and like openly that and be like that's a bad thing and then once i think we enter started to enter that where especially in urban environments and city environments where like a lot of people do that like there's a lot more not necessarily policing but like awareness of it and, mm-hmm. and a, there's a moment of like this person is a person in the corner and is a terrible person and that's one thing but i and i, I almost also wonder if it's like more the, like, not Chicago, not New York City, the other kind of, like, improv mm-hmm. chapters, I guess you could call them, or yeah. even other, other um, social groups or whatever, where it hasn't, like, dialogue isn't that necessary. Mm-hmm. I also think shows like Broad City have really opened up oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. path for us, because mm-hmm. people are already so in love with them, mm-hmm. and, totally. like... Sarah Silverman and there's like a lot of like female comedians that people are already like all here for so what we're doing isn't the new thing yeah it's still new but it's a little more embraced I don't know I like when we started working on this I feel like I just kept seeing female comedy duos Everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god, there's another female comedy duo. We're not original. Yeah, we're, <laughs> no one's gonna care. Well, and it's also really interesting because um, we're part of an improv, women of improv community group, and uh, 
when when a toxic behavior at this point is found people are now brave enough and willing to speak out about it that right. like mm-hmm. uh, profiles theater not too long ago like yeah. a year ago got shut down because people wouldn't stay silent and i think mm-hmm. that's the benefit of being in a city uh, and also being in this new i don't want to call it new but like this this wave of feminism and human rights where we're kind of ready to be vocal and mm-hmm. not like women and women identifying people or like people that are of any gender or race are ready to be like nope i'm not going to sit back and take this anymore mm-hmm. is um so when a toxic behavior is like a toxic person is discovered um what we've found in our community and you know what what have what has happened in a lot of other communities is that like the screenshot oh, of yeah. the behavior mm-hmm. has come up that that's that that's been happening a lot mm-hmm. with like the charlottesville stuff oh, yeah. is that mm-hmm. um is that something that happens within this improv community a little bit i i a lot, a lot what i like about the community uh is that they really do try to focus especially now more on like improv and shows and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but they're especially when we were first part of it i was seeing a lot of like this person stay away from this person or they wouldn't want to name names right which i understand i think doxing scares me to an extent oh, yeah. like i don't i don't like that behavior but i also with charlottesville like when i'm seeing these things i'm like oh i'm having this internal conflict of like yeah they're racist they're like right they have a swastika fire them <laughs> <laughs> Like that one guy got the one guy from Berkeley got fired from his restaurant job. Yeah, it's like. Well, I think it's important. I think it's really important to be able to draw a line of where doxing, because like it's a very like, because mm-hmm. it's I, it's not as bad as like enhanced interrogation or anything like that. <laughs> but like it's like there, it's a very specific kind of thing, and I think it has everything to do with. Like hate groups, like yeah. p- like mm-hmm. part of the like Nazi ideology is murder mm-hmm. and like murdering of other people yeah. and like that's you can't participate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you can't participate <laughs> in a society. Anyway, um, I I want to um, bring back bring all this back to, yes, totally. to comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. Um, you don't want to keep the, talking about Charlottesville? I mean, so we're weird. having a great time. Yeah, and I was expecting this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so. My curiosity is, I know we were talking about this uh, before we started recording, but I think that, and we've kind of, like, been talking about it now, but the idea of, first off, like, what women making comedy should look like as part of the, like, patriarchy and, like, the perceived, like, Mm -hmm. status quo of society of, like, oh, well, if you're gonna be a woman making comedy, you really should be, like like, just a Tina Fey clone, or, like, what, yeah. not that there's anything wrong, but, like, you, you know what I mean, like, there, it, it's gotta be this way, and then on top of that, like, there's, it's so hard to, even within progressive, I, I, uh, progressive folks, yeah. like, someone can be really good on gender and terrible on race, or vice versa, yeah. and so you get into this thing where it's, like, just generally thinking about not punching down and I'm, I'm guess I'm just curious for you all, like how um, how that thought has kind of come into your work. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? All right, yeah, uh, I can start. I'm uh, I'm very big on the concept that like comedy doesn't have to hurt another person to mm-hmm. be funny. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't need to make a joke at someone else's expense in order to get a laugh. 
Right. Um, regardless of if it's a, a race joke or a gender joke. And we probably, I mean, we're human, so I'm sure that there oh, are yeah. some of our There's, things that mm-hmm. are, like, maybe making fun of valley girls or something like that. But, like, we we definitely tried very hard to, like, there were things that we would re-examine. Yeah, there were some ideas that we had in the beginning that were like, oh, that's a problematic concept that we didn't realize was problematic mm-hmm. until now. And so we had to, like, cut certain things or because of them. the last election, some things we were like, that's not going to fly anymore. That our culture is not, we don't want to be those people mm-hmm. pushing those buttons. Um, I think we're also, we're pretty our humor's pretty clean for the most part but that's for i mean i like i tell people this if my dad can't watch it i can't do it well i can like if i could work on someone else's thing and that's fine but for my own personal work like my dad very clean humor ron loves clean humor and sometimes when he laughs at things that aren't clean i'm like ronald what are you doing but (laughs) so i try to stay in like what i'm comfortable for my own work what i'm comfortable with my my parenting which keeps us in like a very um we're still funny but i think we're we just do smarter humor we don't do a lot of like Mm -hmm. amy schumer type jokes and like the girl ladies of broad city who i keep mentioning and i never talk about them ever but (laughs) i do um they're a lot more the, I'm using the wrong word by wanting to say cool. Um, I know, like edgier? I was going to say edgy. Yeah. I mean, like, so the, for example, like the, the sketch, the sketch that I watched this morning was a, like two cops that work bike theft. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bike. Yeah. Bait bike. Yeah. Bait bike. Yes. Yeah. So like, and it was like a cops-esque Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. parody but it was bike cops and like it, it had a chase scene and, <laughs> and like yeah nothing nothing inappropriate about that no, but like really simple yeah, yeah. It's a super simple concept but like relevant and mm-hmm. yeah and real statistics that we threw up there like yeah. those were she did Ariel did <laughs> research for this like this was her her My dream baby. sketch I and <laughs> I was I was really happy that she was happy with the final product. Oh yeah, and none of that was scripted. That was just oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. improv and go. Um, but I think the last episode we put up had a um, we did. There's a lot of monologue pieces in the last episode, and one of them um, I have a character Etta. It's called Etta's Etiquette Corner, and it's like a YouTube channel where she teaches you about etiquette and things that she finds important. And I got to you know spend my get on my soapbox and talk about how I hate when men leave the toilet seat up. But I felt bad because I was only complaining about men. Like it was a piece that was just only for men are doing something wrong. So at the end of it, I put in an extra piece asking women to change to when they're on their ladies days the hardest days of the month yeah like take (laughs) out the trash and and i was it was one of those i can't just target men with this i have to do women and i also am talking about things like i'm like it's still so clean it's so pro like yeah i'm not no one's gonna get offended really watching our stuff i would hope not we're just not we're not if they do we'll acknowledge it yeah Oh yeah, I uh, I'm wondering what percent because you said that the the bike cop mm-hmm. sketch was unscripted. I'm wondering what percentage of your work is scripted versus improv. Probably ninety percent scripted. Yeah, um, it's a lot. A lot of it is scripted, and I think in the next season we want to do more improv. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it, we did a lot of sitting in Starbucks and one person on one computer, the other person sitting across on the other computer, and just y writing dialogue and talking to each other and putting the lines down, and barely anything is rewritten. Um, so it's it's stuff we came up with, so we improved it as we were writing it. Um, but there's not a lot of really just, this is what's going to happen in the scene and go. And I think for me, that was kind of a safety net because we were getting yeah. into something that we didn't know anything about. Like we've been doing theater for so, life. yeah, exactly. We've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. And, but film is a totally different beast. So it made me more comfortable to have yeah. things scripted because mm -hmm. then I didn't have to make that part up. But like... Thanks to Ariel, I've gotten way more into Christopher Guest films. Mm -hmm. So the idea of doing more improv mm. really, really excites me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about this before we recorded. Um, I'm wondering if you could... I, I, your origin story, I guess, mm -hmm. is origins. super cute, and I wanted and I wanted oh. you to share that again. Yeah, well, we absolutely. I know. I love telling this story. <laughs> so we we went to high school together. We both went to um, Chicago Academy for the Arts downtown Chicago. We were in the theater department, and we were like, our school. I idolized her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, our school was so small. It was ever you knew everyone. There wasn't like I. You, there was only a few people that weren't, like, friends. But you were younger than me, and everyone always compared Chelsea to me. They was like, oh, it's a little Ariel. And I, my ego was not having that. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, she is not a little me. And we actually had, like, a mutual best friend, pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. But he was not, like, we were not best friends. He was just my best friend and her best friend. And we were all, like, close but separate. separate. And, um... I left high school, didn't really think about you. He went to college. I don't think... He says you thought about me. I don't think I you didn't really think, think about, about her. me. <laughs> and then I'd he, occasionally check everybody on Facebook, but, like, yeah. and who then, doesn't do that? Yeah. Yeah. He did a script reading at my apartment, and Chelsea showed up and complimented me for wearing a crop top. Oh, I would not shut up. look <laughs> <laughs> at you. And uh, we were like, oh, we'll get dinner. Mm-hmm. Reconnect over some all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah, we had all-you-can-eat sushi, and then we got piercings same night. Yeah, and then, like, a year later, got piercings again. Piercings again, and now we're going to get tattoos. Yeah. We've been inseparable since, uh... Since probably that second... Yeah. ...reading. The second. Which, I don't know when that was exactly. And the show kind of sprung up, like, half a year in. We yeah. We were just... We were... We used to go on these really long walks... Just in everywhere throughout the city, and we were just going back and forth, like, you know what would be really funny? A sketch about this. Oh, and a sketch about this. And so then it turned into, well, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah, oh, you should I'll, do a show. Well, I'll do it if you do it, and this whole, like, I'm serious, so am I. Yeah. Back and forth, like, mm -hmm. like we're 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we started telling people that we were going to do this thing, and it got to a point where, like, well, now we absolutely have to. So then it took us, I think, a year to, like, really write everything, mm -hmm. and it was a lot of... Like slow, I think we were just like really slow playing. Like hmm. we got to do it, nervous, but I think. I, I, oh, totally nervous. And then we got into filming, and it was just like there's no going, there's no going back. Can't film awesome. that. You can't spend money on cameras and equipment and software and then not do it. Like that's <laughs> so dumb. And it became like a thing I was really proud of. People were like, "What mm -hmm. are you doing? Oh, I'm working on a show." 
doing a web series. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a point where I'm like, it's real. I mean it. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still doing it. People are like, oh, I My once said somebody, talked to one one of the guys I work with. I was like, oh, I'm filming. They're like, what are you filming? And I'm like, where have you been? What do you mean? What am I filming? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom would see something. She'd be like, where's yours? Like, someone's going to beat you to it. And they have. People have beat us to, to concepts that we've... Mm. We came up with a concept of um, Shannon and Craig. It's Craig and Shannon. her name is Shannon, but it's Shannon. Uh-huh. And um, they were, like, a couple that just, like, bickered. Oh, and awful. They were terrible. And Key and Peele did Megan. And her boyfriend, whatever his name is, and it was like it was Shannon. We yeah, watched. So I that's watched it, and I'm go like, back to the drawing board. They took Shannon from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. But like, luckily, I think Megan might be a little more like of that shrill, annoying, mm-hmm. that stereotypical thing, and Shannon's. I hate to do this, but more of that like gluten free, annoying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shannon does have celiac. She has celiacs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, like when we revisit it. Of course she does. I think that that's one of those sketches that we wrote and we were like, this is always so much funnier when we're just being the characters mm-hmm. and like sitting down in a bar and like be, we become Shannon and Craig. Yeah. Which is like, really uh, like our characters are characters that we just do Yeah, when we're hanging out. It's like one of us will do a voice and it'll be something we get hooked in or we'll do conversations with each other as like these characters and then we have to write the sketch for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always, I so enjoy doing that, like, in my everyday, like, it, it's such, when you're with, like, a close-knit group of people, it's so easy to oh, fall yeah. into that, and, mm-hmm. like, the idea of then translating those, like, weird bits that you mm-hmm. do into something that is, like, content, mm-hmm. um, is, is super fun. Yeah. Yeah, so my curiosity is, um, you know, what, what's some of the, because I, I feel like going, even when folks are making like the YouTube daily or what or any kind of is is one thing, but going into this idea of being like, okay, we're gonna write script, we're gonna um, film true like formatted standard twenty minute episodes, like we're gonna do a series, like it's gonna be all of these kind of things that are very regimented. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm kind of curious, uh, considering your origins of, and especially the very like DIY nature of all of this. Um, what are some of the things that uh, ended up being harder than you expected? What are some of the things that ended up like really working out well, and and kind of trying to get your essence into this format? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I think ended up it was a concern, but ended up being something that again like worked with what we were kind of our aesthetic uh was camera quality mm-hmm. when you you know we mm. know people who work in film and we would be like oh we're gonna film this and be like oh what, what equipment are you using like are you are you filming in 1080p and yeah. it was like i was like i don't know what 1080p is like <laughs> sure and um we ended up buying gopro cameras because we didn't know what to buy and mm-hmm. they were portable we could put them anywhere and the ca- the quality looked good and the sound looked fine mm-hmm. and I was like, let's just get them. They're cheap. We'll do them. And everyone yeah. was like, what are you doing? Using GoPros. Those are for like sports. Extreme sports. Yeah, yeah you guys are not on Kai. Put it on your helmet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you going to film? And it actually, it sometimes it's a little, little janky mm-hmm. sound wise and things like that, but it, it adds to sort of what we're selling, which is like mm-hmm. homegrown, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things that ended up working out in our favor 
at least for how I think we're trying to sell ourselves. Yeah, uh, the other thing, the thing that I would say I'm glad was I had this expectation that editing was going to be, like, super easy. And it's not always. Like, editing can sometimes be a big pain in the keister. But, like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, well, the hardest part for us is the filming part. Like, getting people together, filming, and editing's going to be a breeze. It'll get done really quick. And he edits. And he was like, that's insulting. Also, (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and, but so, like, there were some things that I was like, oh, this was so easy. Like... I edited this thing in only two hours, and it's ten seconds long. <laughs> but I like feel like I got the handle on the software like I was yeah. hoping for. Like I got, I got the understanding that I wanted. Yeah. As quick as I thought I would. Like it still takes a while, and there's still a process behind it. But I'm not a clueless human being in front of a computer. Yeah. Right. That's. And, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I think because we're the two people doing it. There wasn't, like, the pressure of somebody who knows what they're doing other than mm-hmm. Kyle, your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, l- looking at us, like, what are you doing? We were fi- we were able to figure it out. So next season will be, we have a, a whole different system in my brain of how yeah. we're going to handle it. Um, but we wouldn't have gotten there if we hadn't mm-hmm. just jumped, jumped in and said, we don't know anything. We're going to find out as we go. And then something that I didn't foresee being as challenging was just getting actors. Oh, my God. Yeah. We have, we have this one sketch that's in the first uh, episode, and it's called Application to Have a Baby, and this couple, an interracial couple, goes to apply to have a baby. We're in this futuristic world where the only way you can procreate is if the government says it's okay. You've mm-hmm. been approved to have a baby. Ariel plays the um, agent, and she is sort of... It was portrayed more in a first draft, but she's this really down-to-earth, white Christian female who thinks you should be a monogamous, heterosexual, probably same-race relationship yeah. to, to procreate. And so, like, we tried to film that on three separate occasions, and the first two times, the actor that we used flaked, and we were just like, we're done with you. Like, we can't, we can't keep doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we, it was time to make a backup plan, and it almost didn't make it because we were having just the darndest time. And it was because he needed to be so specific. Like, yeah. I didn't realize how many, I mean, to put it really bluntly, I didn't realize how many white people I knew, and he, this person yeah. needed to be a person of color. Yeah, right. There was no way it was going to work if they weren't a person of color, because that's, like, one of the first things she hits, is she says, what is your race? And they're like, we don't want to say, and she says, it's required. And so, um, mm-hmm. Chelsea's character, she says Caucasian, and Brian, the guy, he goes, you can say black, and she says African. And like, yeah, which is a joke that yeah. goes over people's heads. So over, and it's well, just like statement no, that goes yeah. over people's heads. But so like, one of the backup plans we were working with was like, what if we make it a lesbian couple? And so mm-hmm. she's like, you must be Claire and Brian. It's like, oh, it's Brienne. Yeah. And still finding a woman was really hard. <laughs> like picking a woman that we like knew would have the availability, knew that we had had the skill. Mm-hmm. And we were so nervous, we had to be comfortable with them. Yeah. We had to be someone because it was like mm-hmm. we could get a random actor. But we are so nervous about not knowing what's happening that mm-hmm. I know I was like, I want someone I know. Full control. Because then control I can, like, over here. I can not worry about if they're judging that I don't know what I'm doing. Because they know I don't know. Yeah, it's also helpful. Like, technically, the person that we used isn't an actor, but he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So that was good, too, because he got to do something that he wanted to do that was out of his comfort zone and right. had fun with it. And we got to be with someone who, like, had read the work and really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that was 
Yeah. Well, and one of the actors that you ended up using was the person who connected us. Yeah. Our friend. Yes. Our friend Tom. Tom. He's in mm -hmm. two things. He is in two sketches. Uh, yes. Oh, he's great. He's um, one of those actors who is like a professional actor who shows up, knows his lines. Yeah. Thank God. That's a lot harder to find than you'd think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tom is really good at memorizing things, we found out, oh. because um, on the trip down, so we brought him to Milwaukee with us yesterday. Um, and on the way back down to Chicago, we put on the Steven Universe soundtrack, mm. and he knew every lyric to every song. Whoa. He sang the entire Steven Universe soundtrack yeah. to us. Did you put Hamilton on next? Because I'm sure he could have done the same thing. <laughs> we did not put Hamilton on next, but I, I think then we created a playlist because we were like, and that's enough for soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, am I? <laughs> but yeah. like. So yeah, I'm not surprised that he like showed up. Also, mm -hmm. he's just like a super legit human being. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my favorite for me, when you know someone's listening. Oh, yeah. Well, we did this, uh, one of our things for the premiere of our, um, we did, the premiere of our show, like the party we had, I feel like it was kind of just a party for us yeah it was like we did it and look we're gonna have a party we're gonna pack release of energy. tons of people into a basement <laughs> and one of the things we I did is we had people get tickets and we kept going live on facebook writing down anybody who had gotten a ticket we put them on this board and we, and put we would tag billion like um facebook live videos and uh it was really annoying but it kept it in people's brains but the thing i was going to was People would come on and would be like, oh, hey, see you. We see you, friend over there looking what, at us. One of my friends, Tim, watched almost every single video while it was live, and he was one of the only people that watched it while it was live. Yeah. So we'd be like, like, Tim! Made me more comfortable. I was like, Tim's watching. <laughs> Someone has his eye on us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. One person cares. <laughs> and he was in the show, too. So. Yeah. So then, um, what are y'all doing to like get the word out there you know right now it's get the the show out yeah i think mm -hmm. our main focus is just get all the episodes out and then i think it my sort of plan is uh i was telling you this on the walk here like i want to take some specific sketches and put them out to groups the that groups we know, yeah. like the Women of Improv group. I think there's sketches that we do that they would relate with, so they can sort of be like, oh, look at that, and then they sort of see our show and go for our stuff. But right now, it's very word of mouth. Yeah. It's yeah. very friends who, we have, we. I mean, our community is super supportive, the people yeah. that we know. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of, um, I know you, you know, share with all your friends. Right. Um, but I think we've been focusing so much on getting it out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's making sure that at least stage. the 105 people who like our page see it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> has, Shout out to all you guys. <laughs> has the has the reception been good? Like, have people liked what has happened so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I th what's nice, what I was saying about the premiere was that people didn't seem to like one sketch in specific. Yeah. Like, I've gone to a lot of like shows where it happens a lot with live sketch where they're like oh everyone likes this one sketch and it's because it sticks out or something like that and we tended to get a lot of different sketches yeah like there's some people who are like oh my gosh the bike thief thing is so funny but then other people would say oh we like that veterinarian sketch mm -hmm. so that was cool too like not 
knowing that in that first episode there wasn't just like one strong yeah mm-hmm. and everyone's sketch. so nice they're like can't wait to see you on comedy central and it's like can't wait to see you <laughs> when we're on comedy central that's great <laughs> <laughs> well i was saying you were saying i was like oh man i'm like feel like life's a little out of control but my ego is huge right now <laughs> my favorite speaking of egos is ariel's sister did a Snapchat story oh, yeah. of me. Not me. <laughs> when she watched the first episode, it Just was one Chelsea. of my monologues, and she had she filmed some of it, and it was her Snapchat story. And I was like, you know, your sister's in this show. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so as so right now, you're working on just getting your already made content mm-hmm. out, um, and you said that you're going to start writing the next season. Mm-hmm. Which, we have a few things written. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, it took you two years to come up with this one. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, I guess, what were the factors that went into that long production time, and do those same factors still apply for this upcoming production period? Um, I'd say some of the biggest factors were time. I was working a desk day job she works a desk day job now I'm kind of in this more flexible zone where I'm not home super late anymore Mm -hmm. so like filming wise like it was just a hard time to find the time to film these long-winded things uh so we're hoping that that's more open Mm -hmm. uh and then the other thing was just like we had so many things so many ideas but like the writing process is what took so long and since now we want to kind of do more improv based stuff I think it'll come a lot quicker and uh, going off of, you said the writing process, we, the the way we handled it last time was write everything, film everything, edit everything. So it was all separated out. And we're going to condense that process into write, mm. film, write, edit, like everything. You sort mm-hmm. of, you finish the piece right away. You're not waiting. You're not like collecting all the work and then moving to the next stage. Everything sort of overlaps. Mm-hmm. And I think that will cut our time down in half. Because, and we want to, we want to be able to do this time next year, we have the next season out, sort of like a normal show. Um, And I think it's totally doable. Absolutely. Um, Especially because we, one thing we learned was that filming is a lot easier. Oh yeah. I thought it was. Scheduling's hard. Filming's easy. Um, So I think because we're not spacing it out, it'll get done a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. And that, I think the spacing it out was also a byproduct of being nervous. Oh, yeah. Like and not all the, all the nervous energy, not knowing what we were doing, who we were doing it with, what we were doing it for. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Trying to figure it out. We took a producing class, like, halfway through. and <sighs> Loved that class. That was fun and changed my brain on how to do things and made us look up how much equipment was going to cost us. That was where Funny With No Money really kicked in. We were like, oh, we can't afford any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Renting equipment for film is no, it's it's crazy, and I was yeah. like, uh, no, I'm not gonna rent. I'm not gonna spend thousands of dollars and not receive any equipment after That's this. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was what we were talking about when we were talking about earlier about equipment. So I, um, my experience is actually like co-owner of recording company for a while, mm-hmm. um, and it's very much that beast, especially because. A lot of people that get into equipment-heavy arts mm-hmm. tend to have rich families mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. it's very easy to, you know, invest your dad's money on a three thousand dollar camera for yep. the, for the re- recording company that you want to start. And then like maybe pay him back, or yeah. maybe not. Or maybe right? Not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he. Pays it's like, well, that son, 
you know, I'm just glad that you're like, put, like pulling from your bootstraps. Follow you know, your dreams. Yeah. 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 A small loan of a million dollars. Right. <laughs> um, so no, I actually am pretty big on like whenever I whenever someone talks to me about like, oh, uh, what kind of microphone do you use? Like, it's always really important to me to be like, I found a good brand for very cheap on eBay and like I just knew a good brand like I knew it like I knew what to do but it was very important to me to find stuff that's actually affordable because yeah. I don't care how much you spend on your microphone like if you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing well that was the thing about the GoPros that was actually really helpful is we got to learn yeah and beat up these little cameras mm-hmm. that right. are like supposed to fall off mountains and like we didn't know what we were doing, but these little things made it through, and we didn't mm-hmm. spend very much money on them. Uh, there was one day, it was when we were trying to film the very last part of our um, opening sequence title. Yeah. We were, like, laughing on the couch, but we had she had a different idea in her head, but she had the camera balanced really, like, precariously, and I was freaking out. And she's like, Chelsea, it's in a case. B people wear these on mountains and drop them yeah. all the time. Like this camera is made to fall down these stairs if it falls. And I was like, oh yeah. But that was a nice thing that we didn't spend, you know, a couple thousand on a camera we didn't know how to operate. Yeah. And if we dropped it, it would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, the world's falling apart. No, yeah. we we have dropped a camera before. Mm. This microphone has a nice dent in it. <laughs> Because oh, it's so I, cute. Because it, 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 <laughs> I use Character. these all of the. Oh, you hear that? No. <laughs> Don't touch it. Because um, we use these all the time. I think that's the thing is like, when you actually work with your things all the time, like you can't. Like you have to be. Well, a lot of our audio equipment, all of our audio equipment except for one of these two microphones, we found in my mom's attic. Yes, that's so. Great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I love doing that, reading mm-hmm. my mother's stuff. Be like, oh, can I use this? I read her art supplies. Do you want this or something? <laughs> yeah, are you, are you using this? Can I use mm-hmm. this? Can I have it and you'll never think about it again? Bye! Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's, a certain, there's times where she'll be like, we can just give it back to you. And I'm like, then you shouldn't give it to me. Because it's not coming it's back. Never coming yeah. <laughs> it will be in my home until it's it dies. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so... We have a couple minutes left. Cool. Um, the last thing that we do with all of our guests is allow for a one-minute plug of anything that you have coming up. That could be anything from, you know, the obvious of, mm-hmm. like, if you have, like, a comedy sketch that is now available on YouTube or, you know, anything else that you may have upcoming, artists that you think deserve a shout-out. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Any media that you're consuming, like any books, any like self care stuff that you are. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So okay, and you and lot. you each get some time. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? To be determined about a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got one. I was thinking about this the other day. It's this book that I'm reading. Um, it's by my friend Spencer. Cannot think of his last name to save my life. And it's called Beyond Jupiter's Kneecaps. And it's an awesome book. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. God, I hope I said the title right. Well, it yeah, you'll get it if you search for those words. Um, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland, but from what I got, it's kind of this uh, this boy goes into this um, 
made up land, but it's this big metaphor for like the school system and how we're treat teaching our kids and like how we're expecting them to be in this regimented world and they're all going and nobody's thriving because no one's allowed to just be themselves. They're all living in this like box land and I love that concept because I feel like people who are authentically them are living their greatest life, you know? That's kind of what we're so about right now, at least the people mm-hmm. that I hang yeah. out with. So I want to, that's a plug. Someone who's not me. I mean, other than, yeah, watch our show. Yeah. <laughs> we have episodes coming out every Thursday. Yeah. It's pretty funny on YouTube. I don't know if searching our name find, finds you anything, but the first episode is called Don't Blame Me For Your Crazy, which is something I once yelled at Ariel while we were crossing a street, mm-hmm. uh, and we wrote it down. And then the other one is Salad Alibi, and that's because I messed up a line which is supposed to be solid alibi, yeah. and salad alibi is what came out of my mouth. All of our episode titles are things that don't make any sense to anybody but us. Yeah, There's, nice. You know, part of that DIY is that. Yeah, you <laughs> bet. No, it's, um, it's all about these. Need to make sense as long yeah. as you can find right? it. And so we have four more episodes coming out. Mm-hmm. Five, 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 five more. Four more sketch episodes, and then the finale is one long sketch, like twenty minutes, like, cool. about twenty minutes. So, like, the, the average length of a Game of Thrones season. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, also read Game of Thrones, because reading it is really interesting. I'm reading them right now. And I cool. Stop. I just saw the box set of books available on eBay mm-hmm. this morning, and I was like, I'm going to buy this. And then I remembered that today, I'm waiting for a paycheck to clear. I have zero dollars in Oh, the yeah. I'm in there. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, maybe tomorrow. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> and it's, so it's pretty period funny, funny period, period. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. yeah and it's uh, that on facebook as well yeah and i think it's the pretty funny show on instagram, on instagram. and pretty funny gals on, on twitter. twitter cool <laughs> oh yeah i have nothing to plug in terms of like the way the nice way you did it honestly i'm just re-watching the mindy project <laughs> and That's good. i'm so in love i love mindy kaling so much both of her books spoke to me her show speaks to me I thought of someone to plug. I just, you know, moving through my Keep way. plugging people. A Kenya? Oh, we should plug a Kenya. We have a friend, a Kenya, who makes mm-hmm. music. She's phenomenal. I think it's just a Kenya. Yeah, it's like, how would you, I don't even know how to describe it. Is it a Kenya, the, is it the letter A and then the country Kenya? So, mm-hmm. a Kenya? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, like, her, that's first her first name. Okay, cool. Um, she just got a gig she's like she's been doing gigs all over the city and then she also is starting her own album like she got a grant to do some ep yeah, work she was on tour with like no name I yeah she's on tour what? with no name yeah. right is this her that is her that's a kenya kenya yeah, seymour she's a big deal She's, she's kind of a big deal. And when you were she's saying our, you do music on this show, I was actually thinking yeah, of recommending right. her. She's wonderful. Awesome. And her uh, music is so unique, but mm-hmm. like really, um, vi- ugh, I hate whatever. Visceral. Exactly. I was like, it's visceral. I know, gonna, yeah. No, it's no, just like. She's got an incredible voice. It's a lot of, it's very truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. Cool. Yeah. Those are our plugs, I guess. Awesome. Also watch our show. That's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Watch our show, because that's why you're all listening. Yeah. Well, thank, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. This was awesome. Thank you for thank having you. Me. This is, uh, this is this the first was, time we've been interviewed. I've never right. done a podcast before in my whole life. Oh, and my goodness. Oh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. You can find all of our articles there. Um, you can also... 
do other stuff. Um, you can also <laughs> find us on social media, uh, Facebook, Scopy Magazine, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, at Scopy Mag. That's S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we need a little bit more help. So if you head to our website, scopymag.com, um, you can go to our About section. And if you are in a position to give, you can do that in two ways. You can do a one-time donation, and if you do that, you will have our eternal thanks. You'll also get a handwritten thank you note. Um, we have a thank you note to write, because mm -hmm. we just got a one-time donation, and so, nice. like, it, like, it, so, it so intensely impacts our A lives. very helpful one, and something that's actually going to facilitate. So I also do photography. Um, and I, my DSLR, one of my lenses, uh, speaking of things breaking, dropped yeah. like a year ago. And so I have, for a long time, I have, I've been using this zoom lens, but we're actually going to be able to now pick up. Yeah, here's um, the broken lens. Yeah, pick up one where we can, I, I can actually dental. do studio photography again. And so one of the things we're doing with Scopy, um, is that if you become a $10 a month donor, because we're working on changing into this co-op model where people that are that are uh you know investing in us if you will can feel can be part of the artistic making experience um i am going to be doing figuring out how it's going to be scheduled but i'm going to be doing unlimited photography in our studio we I put up a screen and have lighting and stuff i got really so like, excited yeah because i need headshots and things like oh, that let me know really yeah okay. absolutely um yeah, yeah. so if you, that is uh, so how what we're doing is current donors. It doesn't matter if you aren't at the ten dollars a month level, but otherwise ten dollars a month level unlimited photography. Get at me. Yeah. Um, so that's so that is just one of the many membership incentives that we have going. Um, our next donor at any level will receive will get to choose between a bag of half wit coffee mm -hmm. or a or thirty month not thirty month. Ooh, 30 days of free yoga at B Yoga Andersonville. Oh, man. Oh, heck yeah. You guys are selling us, and it's not even fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, you can head to our website, become a monthly donor, and you get some cool stuff, and you get to be part of a really cool, fun community. So mm -hmm. give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep. <laughs>